Welcome to Star Trek Sucks. My name's Leal. I'm in Hawaii, which is also Las Vegas. I'm here to sell wine to lo- local restaurants and also because I'm opening for Bill Hicks, who is alive. Bill and I are having a chat about my budding romance with the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, played by my fiance Catherine, who is also Zoe Deschanel. Bill is on the verge of telling me the grand unifying secret of spiritual enlightenment, mastery of comedy, and interpersonal relationships, when fun- suddenly I find myself in my bedroom. Deeply tired and disoriented, I barely have enough time or cognitive wherewithal to consider the meaning of what I was just experiencing before I find myself in the passenger seat of an ultralight glider being piloted by a little person in a poorly articulated duck costume. I barely have time to wrap my mind around this scenario in which I, the, uh, in which I find myself wherein I am trying to help a humanoid duck stop the invasion of an army of, army of trans-dimensional alien horrors before I once again find myself in my bed, shifting again to relieve the pain in my shoulders, which wakes me up most every night because despite the fact that sleeping on my side causes my hands to go numb and causes stabbing aggravation of the bursitis in both of my shoulders, I'm physically incapable of just sleeping on my fucking back. Now I find myself at a concert simultaneously backstage in the crowd and on stage where I am both myself and Bradley Cooper singing a duet with Lady Gaga, who is also my fiance, Catherine. Anyway, that's so my, you did, you did the dream. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, my, again. yeah, that's my dream thing. A little overwritten if I'm being honest. I, that's the, I, I, that's if, if I, if I, if you're requesting edits, uh, I would say it's a little overwritten. There's, I mean, did, did you listen to your thing from last week? Hmm. Yeah, I did. Hmm. No, I don't. I don't mean you're you're right, and I mean that there's too much plot in the oh, dream. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Too much plot. Yeah. yeah. Too too easy to follow. Yeah. 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 No, I um, I genuinely had a really hard time um, with my day today because uh, I I genu- I do have this problem where like I've 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 had problems in both of my shoulders for uh, a long time. And yet, for some reason, I cannot sleep on my back. Yeah. So I go to sleep and I roll over on my shoulder, and then I wake up just with like stabbing pain in that shoulder. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. That sucks. That sucks shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what's good with you, Jack? Uh, I don't know. Uh, or do, do we know where my phone is? <laughs> the cat is here. Uh, yeah. Special guest star of the cat. I still don't have anything. I'm kind of in a funk. Something needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a whole bunch of snow, and now it's turned into slush all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a thing that happened. I don't know if that's good. Yeah, I've been uh, like low key concerned about. Wh- I mean, this is basically the first time we've got any major amount of uh, snowfall or anything since my house was rebuilt, mm. uh, which is kind of one of the uh, yep. times when you find out whether you did yep. that right. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> uh, Oh boy, I didn't even Which, think about that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's everything's been fine. Everything has worked as it should. Uh, the uh, yeah, the only problem is that the snow. We got so much snow that it's like uh, that it's not going down the gutters and it's you know dripping off the front of the house. But whatever, that happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, all right. What's good with you? <laughs> I mean, my roof works. I guess. Yeah, sweet. That can be the my good thing. Awesome. I found out that uh, I was being way too optimistic about how long it was going to take me to tile the bathroom oh. on uh, on Sunday because I had a, a sense of like how how fast I was moving, 
And then on Sunday morning, I actually got up and did the square footage math on how many more boxes of tiles I needed mm-hmm. and uh, and figured out how long that was going to take me. And I was like, oh, cool. I was wrong. <laughs> okay. So, but it's, you know, it's coming along. Yeah, that's, that's we're getting We're getting there on the sure. shower. Okay. Thought I'd be done this weekend, but maybe by next weekend. This is a... This is good this, content. This comedy podcast. We're yeah. Sort of, we're sort of just talking soothing voices about your tile work. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, one of the things that we like to do on this comedy podcast about Star Trek is uh, for you to tell us what's going to happen on this week's episode. That's right. Uh, this week's episode is called The Most Toys. Jack, okay. what's about to happen? Uh, Q comes back <laughs> and turns the entire crew into toys for some fucking reason. Uh-huh. Uh, but it turns out to be super cool. Because although the plot of the episode is too boring and standard to even bother describing, uh, the entire episode is in claymation. Oh, fuck. That would be sick. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Oh. But that would be sick, right? That would be sick. <laughs> Fucking claymation episode of the next generation. That'd be yeah. dope. Oh, man. I wish. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, the animated series, <sighs> the, the Below Decks animated series is kind of, uh, kind of follows that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, do you want to recommend something else? Uh... I mean, we did a long ass intro for last week's That's episode. True. We could just make this the shortest <laughs> intro we've ever done. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, uh, I think I said that something about this a while ago, but I still do want to make like a uh, episode bingo cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we do need to make. So I guess that's our request for engagement this week is tweet at us if you have ideas for shit we should put on the bingo cards. Yep. Um, because I think that'd be fun for people. What is it? Five by five for a standard bingo card? Bigger, I mean, who, more than who that. Who cares? Who cares? All right. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I was going to be like, I think it's because I don't know. Yeah. A friend of mine's got a uh, an Excel spreadsheet for bingo ge- bingo yep. card generators. Yep. He sure does. I've used it before. <laughs> uh, so I'll get a copy of that and yeah. we'll, make, uh, we'll make some bingo cards. Okay. Uh, here we go. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. That is not a very good. That is not a, not a very good one. It was. It was long. Um, it would have been fine, except for one specific performance that took up most of the episode. And I honestly, I mean, god awful. But he's supposed to be that. No, but no, no. Like, I mean, like the scenery chewing, like like shitty off-brand Jeff Goldblum impression that he's doing. It was so fucking jarring and distracting. Like. It's an insane choice to have this guy going, just smashing the turbo acting button the entire time. It made yeah. this seem like it was three hours long. I fucking hated watching that guy. I want to. I want to harm him. And I know, I know that you're supposed to want to harm him, but I want to harm the actor playing him for making me watch him do that. Oh, okay. I mean, I didn't think you were going to like it. Yeah, I don't like this show. I think, well, no, I mean, generally you like the show. No, I don't like the show. That's not, I don't, that's, I don't remember you saying that. Um, Yeah, so we've got um, a guy who is the worst, uh, who's uh, whatever, impossibly rich, 
megalomaniac uh, who decides he wants to steal data, uh, and he does. Yeah. Um, uh, and they and they fake his death, but so data is flying a shuttle full of uh, something explosive. Who fucking cares? Megafinium again. Yeah, Megafinium. Um, and I, and then the, the the shuttle blows up, and everybody thinks he's dead. And I remember something my poopa always said when I was very young that was very was very confusing um, to me at the time, which is uh, never have you the galaxy's only android fly a shuttle full of explosives. <laughs> it was before this episode had aired, so everybody was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he he made a really good point. Yeah, he's he was right. You because they explain it as like they it has to go on a shuttlecraft because uh, it's dangerous and you can't transport it. Sure. Which okay, sure. Yeah. Fine. You can you can remote control shuttlecrafts. Mm-hmm. You could automate this. Yeah. Or, or I don't know. It's it, it, I hate to do this every episode, but it's like every episode. It's like why is it these? Why is it this person? Why is the away team these people? Because this episode needed to happen. Right. That's why. Which is debatable. Well, and 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 it, to jump way ahead to the end, they figure out his plan. This this asshole's plan was to poison this water on this planet so that they had to buy this stuff from him to unpoison it. Mm-hmm. And that was how he was going to kidnap Data. Mm-hmm. How did he know Data was going to be the one flying the shuttle? Was he just going to kidnap whoever was flying the shuttle and be like, give me your android in exchange <laughs> for this... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, one of the big parts of his thing because he's he has the air of being uh, like the air of legitimacy, you know. Even though you can tell that he's a criminal, right? Um, he he manages to operate in a way that uh, that allows him to be like, oh, I'm a legitimate businessman. Yeah. Because yeah. after, I mean, the Federation called him to get right. the whatever shit uh, to unpoison the well. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he has some sort of reputation for business. Sure. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a. I mean, a, a guy. My, my God, a guy that buys and sells commodities might not be a good person <laughs> in this universe. My God, I don't, I, I don't follow that at all. Um, but all things being equal, like compared to so many of the other plans and storylines that we've had before, yeah, holds up better than. Yeah, I mean, I will say that he had a really good plan for keeping Data in the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, his plan of just having a second in command who he severely burned in the face one time, just wandering around the ship and getting into whatever she wants to do. Is that what you read from that? doesn't seem as good, but hey. So I, I remember watching this when it first came out. And I remember that woman's gesture when she makes reference to him, his 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 wrath or whatever she yeah. said, um, his punishments. And uh, it's really difficult to tell whether her makeup is meant to be scar makeup or alien makeup. Yeah, no, it's it's that was the only way I could make sense of it. Because, but it, it it's not good at either one. No, so you're kind of like. Is she just supposed to be like a really not very good looking alien? Like, like her, 
nostrils are different sizes and yeah. she's got some sort of weird bump on her head the, the 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 makeup department is really not bringing it on this episode except for that one, that one other rich guy that one bothers me too I know, that one was fucking wild that was, <laughs> so our thief guy has a buddy who he brings onto his it's ship it's a rival it's a rival yeah. collector that they try they try to impress each other it's yeah a, um, it's a tale. This is a this is a story idea. I don't know if this happens in real life. I don't know what rich people do in real life, but this is a story I've seen told a fucking million times. Yeah, yeah. That he brings this this other guy on the ship to show off his android, and the guy has um, three nostrils, three enormous nostrils, and then what look like the also nostrils. But they're like on his forehead and chin line, yeah. So they kind of look like uh, meth sca- meth scabs, sure. Just you know, and then um, he's got a ribbon going. Into he's one got of a his gold nostrils. ribbon going around his head into one of his nostrils. And I don't know if you caught this, but at one point when uh, the other guy steps forward to like yell at Data for standing there and not moving, oh, I caught this in the background. Other dude is straight up whole finger up the yeah. middle nostril. I assume he's doing space coke. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I I didn't think about that, but you, yeah, no, that's definitely yeah, that's definitely that's what's definitely going on what's there. Going on I would there. assume, um, but uh, yeah, and it, it I think you're right that the scene the scene chewing this does get exhausting, it is grating, which it's it's unfortunate because if you cut down his screen time by like seventy five percent, if he wasn't the main thing going on in the episode, it would be. F- it would be an interesting performance. Yeah. But the fact that you're just constantly on him, it's fucking grating. Yeah. And and you just Yeah. It's like the the idea that he hasn't considered the possibility it's like, okay, he doesn't think that, that data is, is a human with agency and he thinks that it's okay to kidnap him. All right, I can I can get my head sure, around I can, that. I can get past that. But whatever. the idea that this guy is a rare object kidnapper, collector, and he's never encountered problems with dealing with things you know like right. and obviously nothing has been the same situation as as kidnapping data but there there are going to be problems that have come along with a lot of this stuff i assume and yeah it just doesn't seem to be in any position to process the idea that data doesn't want to be there and unless he's got some sort of fucking like remote control for data right. that allows him to control him He's not going to be able to just tell him what to do. Right. Yeah, well, and I think like he probably solves those problems most of the time with torture, but you can't really torture data because he can just be like, I'm, I'm just going to turn off the pain. Yeah. Just turn that dial down. Yeah, which I kind of wanted him to have. Like That would have made it a little bit more interesting because he's gone to all this work. Yeah, and there's got to be a way to yeah, access. Actually, now that I think about it, I take back what I said about his plan because he doesn't really have a good way to compel data. Yeah, because like he eventually settles on on threatening to shoot one of his crew, but it's like, how many of it? What yeah. if that doesn't work? Yeah, and then you just fucking smoked somebody, and it's like, what just do I do? I just kill my entire crew? Like what? Yeah, and I <laughs> so. That's an interesting moment, too, because that does get Data's cooperation. And, you know, I feel like that's really just for us as the audience because, you know, we need to continue seeing Data as morally pure. But 
put yourself in that situation. Do you think you have a moral obligation, even though she's also a prisoner? She's a prisoner, but she's also a collaborator. Right. She's a, uh, like, do you have the moral obligation to sacrifice your own position to save the life of his? Yeah. I don't, per, I don't, it's, it's a complicated moral question that I don't really have an immediate answer or even thoughts about, but I, I just... Yeah, it's not a good plan because also, again, he has threatened to kill her, like credibly, seriously threatened to kill her to coerce Data. And then he just is like, anyway, back to just wandering around the ship. On, uh, on, you you can go in every room, yeah. including this one. You have access to the shuttle bay. Um, you can just do whatever. Go get a gun. Yeah. don't. I'm not worried about this. And it's like, you should probably be worried about this. Like, I don't know. I mean, you could also read that as the, uh, like the, the ultra, ultra rich and powerful, like disassociation from reality thing where you're so like enrobed in your own sure. power and privilege that you can't even conceive of betrayal. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think like most, cause she's basically an employee that he's abusing. And I think most rich and powerful people, are incredibly mistrustful and resentful of their employees and think that they're all stealing from them all the time. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this episode gives so much more depth and weight to Tasha's death. Uh, first of all, like showing how the, yeah, the crew deals with Data's death uh, is really strong, although there's one moment where I'm like, wait, what? Where they're like, well, we need to decide who's going to take Data's chair. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, time to just divvy up his shit. Riker and Picard are both like, uh, Worf, right? Yep, Worf. Wait, what? Why? why? You, he's the head of security. Yeah, well, it's also like, you wouldn't, even if that's where you landed, you wouldn't then be like, well, meeting adjourned, you'd be like, okay, well, now who's in charge of security then? Right. Like, you you have to backfill positions. Yeah, Worf, Worf's, Worf's doing he has Stuff. a job already. He's Do not tell me that you're going to ask him to take the helm and be head of security. No, it's not the helm, it's ops, but yeah. Which, which is basically what he does, too. Like they, yeah, they, pretty much, he yeah. He takes him down to the planet. Yeah, because he's on the away team. Yeah. It's like, it's my first day. Like, <laughs> Sorry, am I, what, is my, what is my job? Yeah. What, is, what's, what is my position right now? Yeah. What's, yeah. Um, but yeah, so much more weight to, uh, to Tasha's death as well. Yeah. Um, both with the reference to like the, you know, we go back to the little picture of Tasha that we already know data keeps. Um, and, uh, and it touches on a couple of other crew members, like how they were, were affected by, by her death. And yeah, so much better than the episode in which that thing happened. God. So they're, they're going through his stuff in his room, which is also weird. And like, I know you need to eventually, but right away. Yeah. Yeah, just time to just time to toss his cabin and split up all his meager personal <laughs> possessions to <laughs> yeah have a little yard sale. <laughs> like, um, but they find a they find his metal case, um, which I thought was a nice touch that he just like has it in a drawer because yeah. like it's like he's not gonna hang it up, but he also knows I should guess I should keep these. Yeah, um, which is nice. I thought that was good. And then and then they're like, yeah, these are some of Starfleet's top honors. And then they find the thing of Tasha, and it made me laugh. <laughs> it's like, there's Starfleet's top honor. <laughs> if I you did, know what I mean. That that moment did throw me out just a little bit because I was like, wait a second. 
you guys sh- should know most of the awards that he, like, yeah. How do you not know his resume? <laughs> I don't know. You guys are his best friends right. and you've worked together. Presumably for a, you were there when he won a bunch of this. Yeah. Shit, like, right. Yeah. You have to have got been there for at least a couple of these. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that they were both like, Oh wow. I didn't know he had all these. You, you, you didn't. I mean, maybe he doesn't talk about it, but again, you had to have been there for some of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if it's a top honor, that means, like, it's bestowed upon you in a ceremony by the captain, and, like, the senior officers are there watching and applauding. Like, that's how that works. At least that's how it works in the movies. Which I assume are all documentaries. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, So what was your take on... uh, Data trying to mimic the Mona Lisa's facial expression. <laughs> I don't know, man. The strangest moment. I was like, because it's first of all, it's already weird. Uh, you know, obviously, it's because we're on Earth, and that's you right. Know, he has the, to, like, there has to be some there's, some references, but there's to so about. much Earth stuff. Yeah, it's too he, much. He's got because he's not a human. Yeah, he's got the only Roger Maris baseball card. He's got the Mona Lisa. He's got uh, like one or two other yeah, the only, noticeable the only, earth things. Right. And like, you know, the paintings, the Van Gogh and the Mona Lisa or whatever. Like, oh, that's right. He's got a dolly and, and, and a Van Gogh. Yeah, and a Van Gogh. Which like, okay, like whatever. It, but like it, to want a Roger Maris baseball card is a level of obsession with earth history that is deranged. You know. Because it's just one planet. We're We're in a world where there are hundreds of inhabited planets with all almost all of which have pre interstellar history and you have all this shit from earth but you're not a human being well let me pitch wouldn't the, you at least have like wouldn't you want shit from your own culture maybe but let me pitch it at you this way uh the baseball card is more rare than any of those paintings it's it's True in the sense that it's less likely to have survived, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if he's just obsessed based on rarity, it doesn't really matter where it came from. The excitement over the bubblegum smell is weird. That that denotes a level of attachment to the culture and the history. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't add up as well. But just the idea that he would be more excited about that because it's the only one of the thing. Right. That does kind of track a little bit better for yeah me. that that tracks because yeah again it's not it's so unlikely for that to have survived that long yeah. compared to like you know the dolly it's gonna be in a museum yeah that's where Rare they artwork those. gets took care of yeah they keep those in places where they take care of them yeah yeah uh but yeah he also has the first bassatile which appears to be uh a bunch of garbage welded together so that's cool but it's the first one it's the first one though yeah yeah um um, tight. And it, and he also has a uh, very shitty Muppet. Um. <laughs> you know what's funny about that thing <laughs> is it looks exactly like this weird alien Muppet from uh, the movie Flight of the Navigator. Couldn't tell you. Haven't seen it. It's almost the exact same thing. So uh, plot synopsis for Flight of the Navigator uh, no, we don't have to do with plot synopsis. A, no, we're doing it. Okay. Uh, a kid gets taken away for study by an alien robot computer spaceship, 
and then brought back. Um, but the, the it normally when the computer spaceship brings uh, 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 subjects back to where it took them from, uh, it travels back through time. But it's worried that he's going to do damage to the human brain by taking him back through time. So it just brings him back to Earth uh, seven years in the future. So he's been separated from his family and like his kid brothers all grown up and all this crap. Anyway, on the spaceship, there's a thing that looks exactly like that and like takes the kid's hat off his head and, and eats it while he's trying to look at it. Oh, that's unpleasant. It's a fun movie. Yeah. You know what else is a fun movie? Splash. <laughs> what is this podcast about? It's about Star Trek, but it's also about uh, movies that just I've, whatever you've seen, just in whatever the last week. falls out of my brain. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't watched it recently, check out the movie Splash. It is a uh, lifelong favorite of mine. I mean, I have seen that movie so many goddamn times, but I had not seen it in years, and that movie is bananas. I haven't seen it. You got to check it out. Uh, I did. So Jordy is sleeping and he's having a bad time sleeping. Mm-hmm. And the show posits that it's because he's he's thinking through the mystery of Data's death. And I would posit that he's sleeping on a fucking like, like four by four hard square instead of a pillow. Like how have pillows gotten worse in the future? Oh, I, I didn't notice that, but I assume it's because uh, in the early 21st century, uh, cancel culture cut short the career <laughs> of, of the inventor of, of the world's best of a pillow. prominent pillow genius. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he he becomes president and starts the the war that that almost ends civilization, and then no one makes those kind of pillows anymore because they're. Because his name is so reviled, it's like it's like how Adolf isn't a real common name anymore. Right, 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 right. Yeah, either of those two things. What's well, it's definitely one of those two things. Though. It's probably one of those two. And now things. in the future, pillows are just blocks of wood. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very funny. It's yeah. He's basically sleeping on like a, a like a post that you would use. To, yeah, yeah. Doesn't look comfortable to me. Yeah. No. It's it's really fun you know that we, we we hit on this per- fairly often because we get bored with the actual storylines and start looking in yeah. the back of shot and uh yeah when you catch some of the shit that uh set design or costume design have done on yeah. this show i well i it is one of my favorite parts of both good sci-fi and bad sci-fi is the completely needless fucking flourishes to show that things are different now yeah <laughs> It's it's one of my favorite things in like the original series because they've best they've missed the mark so badly on yeah. so much stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, and so much about so much, uh, especially in in uh, scenery where they've just gone yeah. and done like, uh, or or uh, one of my favorite things that comes up every once in a while. But every time there's like an eating scene, um, somebody in uh, in props made these forks. Yeah. I love it. I love them. I love them so much. They're so stupid. <laughs> Just the stupidest fork. Yeah. You've ever seen. Yeah. It's it's solving problems. Well, it's funny because like a podcast I've mentioned before, Trash Future, they always do they always uh, talk about a startup in the first part of their episode. Mm-hmm. And so many of the startups are solving problems that aren't that are already solved but doing it more elaborately. Right. And so it's inventing that kind of shit. And 
so who knows maybe the future will have just like bad future forks and shitty pillows mm-hmm. um that seems to be the way we're going right now yeah yeah what i always think is funny is when you because you'll see like actually in you know home goods stores and stuff like that because entertainment you know can can influence culture and and uh and so you'll see like silverware that's clearly trying to look like silverware from a sci-fi tv show Mm -hmm. and you're just like man like the basic design of silverware hasn't changed for i don't know but a a fucking while a fucking while and it doesn't need to it's fine yeah it's fucking fine Yeah. yeah i get the food i if anything, if we have any problem in this country is that we're getting the food to our mouths too efficiently <laughs> and we need to slow down because yeah. we're all a bunch of fucking piggies. Oh, shit. Maybe that's why the forks are terrible in the future. <laughs> Dude, I think you cracked Calorie it. restriction mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that makes more sense than that those forks are better. Yeah. It certainly does make more sense than that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I don't really have anything else. This episode sucked. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's all I've got as well. Um, I'm gonna pull it up really quick because I think I remember what episode is next. And if I'm right, you're gonna it's it's gonna be another another bummer week for you. Oh no. Uh, oh no no no. There's one in between. Okay, okay. next week is called Sarek. Okay. Uh, which so I'm assuming there's a guy named Sarek. Yeah, do you know, remember who that is? Is is he, is he one of the Klingons? No, that's Spock's dad. So it's an episode. I don't care for him either. Episode about Spock's dad. Oh, God, is his mom going to be there? Are they going to do that hand-holding thing again? Well, no, because it's not Spock's mom. It's Sarek's wife after. I was trying to look this up, too, because I couldn't find the canonical course of events because uh, I read the synopsis of, 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 of next week's episode and I was like wait Sarah comes on board with somebody who's not Spock's mom um, so he's remarried I guess but this is bef- in the oh, god damn it why do I have so much of my brain space dedicated to this in the also um, why do we in the J.J. Abrams because this is a fucking podcast about star trek in the jj abrams reboot universe timeline mm-hmm. star uh, trek wars as i call it yeah uh spock's mom died on vulcan right um at a younger age than when she died in the primary timeline in right. the original timeline so she was supposed to live longer than that but apparently even in the original timeline she died at some point some point prior to where we are now in in next generation, which actually now that I'm thinking, I mean, about she could it, have just died of old age. Yeah, no, I, I, that's what I was yeah. just about to say because Klingon or Vulcans live longer than. Yeah, well, like than Bones humans. was in was an admiral in the first episode, and he was old as shit. Yeah, um, that's true. So, yeah, so yeah, that that's she probably prob- just died of old age. Yeah, that's probably all it which is. Is why a Klingon human relationship would be weird. Vul- the, Vulcan, yeah. it, who fucking cares? I mean, that it's just why it'd be weird in the first place. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's true. Setting aside the finger holding. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I hope he and the new wife don't do the finger-holding thing. I hope so, too. Sucked. That's it really sucked. Sneaky. Well, I guess we'll find out next week, listeners. <laughs> Goodbye. Had you only out. 
convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy.